Hello, and welcome to Wands and Fronds, the weekly podcast where we cover magic, herbalism, and more. I'm Nick. And I'm Shannon. And we're your co-hosts. And this week, um, owing to the transit of Saturn into Pisces, finally, um, we're doing a, an Ode to Saturn episode, so... I'm stoked. I'm like, I love Saturn. I'm really... I feel like Saturn gets such a bad rap and I hate the like historic uh malefic label like get out oh, of here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the grand malefic. Yeah, it's like um fuck off. Like no. Boundaries are important, okay? Boundaries are so important. And you can cultural like sort of humanity-wide lessons are valuable. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, like, just to kind of back up and talk about why this transit is so, like, important. So, well, I'm gonna stop you right there <laughs> because I actually need to ask you when you felt the magic this week. Oh my God, that's right. Um, I felt the magic when I sent you that picture of the very obvious fucking fairy ring of mushrooms in my oh, garden. Yeah, no. Like, truly, truly hundy pee, no doubt about it. That's a fairy ring, so. Like, and they were all, like, dead the next day. Like, they didn't even live a full 24 hours. It was like, oh, shit. This is liminal. Um, I'm sort of in a similar spot. I mean, the, the wildflowers are so early this year, but I think because we actually got a hard freeze, we are having maybe a super bloom. Yeah, I mean, that happens. It certainly feels like a super bloom. I mean, if you remember my videos from last year, there was, like, hardly any buttercup or evening primrose. Like, there was a few scraggly little patches of blue bonnets. Yeah. No um, brown eye Susans. No. Those ones that look like brown eye Susans, but they're red. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like a type of Coreopsis, but anyway, uh, yeah, I um, we're we're having kind of weird weather stuff here in LA because it's raining again today. Um, fun, fun, fun. But no, we'll I'm see. I'm I'm living my my Howl fantasy. But also, how hot is Howl? How hot is Howl? But I mean, how hot? I mean, like when nature is just like. Here's an entire meadow of wildflowers right yeah. by your house. Have fun. Have fun. Like, how can you not just want to frolic and skip and, uh, you know. Be beats me. I, I don't understand how that would work. <laughs> um, But no. So, and of course, we did have a cold front roll through. So I'm, I'm a bit dampened in my... um fervor for the wildflowers tonight but yeah it's very like cold and rainy and wet here but I did send Nick a couple of pictures I've got some tulips and my first daffodil so that was fun my little goth like purple feather tulips yeah I, for, I mean I know that like I mean first of all I will say purple is a goth color and anyone it who is. disagrees can absolutely fight me my hair is purple that's goth that's goth honey um but there is something very goth about those flowers like oh, the shape yeah. of them too yeah it's like those feather petals i think are really pretty and you know then i've got my daffodils coming up because i am a complex human um but mostly it's because daffodils are like fucking squirrels won't eat them but then i had another like few narcissists come up so i'm well, like I, I was gonna say with the purple and yellow are you having a moment of pirate pride no no. <laughs> never never um anyway let's talk about saturn we gotta um, talk about saturn i'm excited so this transit is huge um you know we are saturn aquarius babies so it's the end of our saturn return but before that saturn was in capricorn so for the past six years saturn has been chilling in like signs of traditional rulership which mm. i feel like has felt like kind of like Saturn's doing its thing you know it's like doing its business and now it is leaving its signs of rulership to go into 
the sweet watery fishy that is Pisces. Yes, and I do, I cannot stress enough that like, I always used to think Saturn return was a bit of bullshit. I really did. I really did, and I was proved wrong. Because I feel like, okay, so obviously Saturn went into Aquarius when? March of 2020. Yeah, we, our Saturn return was the COVID pandemic. Um, it was the COVID pandemic. It was sort of like the high watermark of Trumpism, hopefully forever, but at least for the time being. Yeah, huge social movements, like some more civil uprisings and stuff, like Saturn return for us has been crazy. I mean, I think for me, I've kind of been on a roller coaster, you know, it's like all over the place, but also like our podcast, I realized is kind of our Saturn return. It's been our Saturn return project, you know, like we started it in our Saturn return and we'll keep going. You guys. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, don't worry. Don't worry. But no, I do feel that as well. And I feel like that's one of the takeaways is that I really kind of found my place in the witchy community as part of my Saturn return. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, I, and I'm so grateful for that. And like the friends I've made in that community along the way, like simply by doing this podcast has been incredible. And I, I do feel like So this is something that I kind of mentioned in our little planning text that we were doing, but I feel like Saturn has this vibe. Okay, so I did it like a kind of a comparison to Jupiter where I was like, Jupiter is give a man a fish and Saturn is very much teach a man to fish. Not to, um, you know, quote that awful book that they wrote 2000 years ago, but, and that's very much... I lost you for just a second. Hold on. I'm going to see if Eric's game is on the internet because I'm wondering, I like just had you frozen for like 30 seconds. You know what's crazy is you also froze for 30 seconds. Cute. Uh, We'll find out. I might have to boot Eric off of their game. Um, Anyway, well, for now, we'll see what comes about this. Um, Well, maybe not. Okay. Anyway, well, let's continue because I don't know what's going on. I do think it's kind of remarkable that we didn't have any problems or lag to start the episode, so. Yeah, and then as soon as we, like, start talking about Saturn. um... Truly, truly. But no, I was saying, I feel like Jupiter is give a man a fish, Saturn is teach a man to fish, not to quote the Bible. um, It's really not a very good, it's not even a good book. You know? No, it's it's like a bit contrived, if I'm going to be honest. It's a little bit contrived. I'm going to be honest. The Quran is like a better read. Yeah. I mean, I mean you know, I don't, the, I don't, I don't believe in Abrahamic religion at all. The New Testament is kind of fanficy. It's very fan because it's like, who are you writing about? This is not the same guy from the other book. No, no. Um, I do love that. And I think that uh, that's that teach a man to fish, though, is still like such a good descriptor of Saturn, though, because like Saturn is like daddy energy. Saturn is such daddy energy. Saturn's not going to give you anything for free. That's Jupiter's job. Jupiter is your fun aunt. Saturn is your strict daddy. Right. And I do feel like a lot of the stuff that we've been through in the last three-ish years has really been like, you need to learn these lessons. And, you know, you're gonna sit there and copy lines until it's ingrained in your mind. Yeah. Because, I mean, for me, it was like, you know, I really came into my like plant witchiness during my Saturn return. Like I went from having, I mean, part of this is the pandemic, but I also really feel like a lot of this was my Saturn return too, though. It's like, I was one of those houseplant people during the pandemic, um, but I'm still one of those houseplant people. Like I tripled the number of plants I had. My garden went bananas. I got super into herbalism. It's like all of this happened 
during my Saturn return, which has absolutely like completely restructured who I am as a person, which I think is the thing that it sounds like so overblown, but it's also like very accurate. Like your Saturn return is definitely like big major identity shifts. Oh, absolutely. And what I will say to that too is that we are both the same people we were before, but like Pokemon evolved. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I was talking, I know Nick and I have talked about this a little bit and I've talked about on the podcast that I've kind of switched like the astrology um, system that I've been really working in and enjoying is like doing this whole sign system. And in that system, like number one, I am an Aquarius ascendant. So Saturn has always been my chart ruler. Um, but in the whole sign system, Saturn is also in my first house in Aquarius. So I have a very Saturnian Aquarian first house, which, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff about structure there, but one of the things that I've read a few times and, and I really, this kind of rings true is they're like Saturn ruled people tend to have like a long trajectory for their life success. It's not like they hit it off. It's kind of like a slow and steady building, 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 like that's, it's not the overnight success type of chart. And that also has felt very accurate for me. And then when I'm thinking about the vibe of just having Saturn at home for the last six years, I feel like it has been kind of conducive though, to that like laying of the foundation. And now Saturn's moving into quicksand, essentially. Yeah. Well, and I did kind of want to get into that too but I, I you know I'm maybe kind of saving that for so I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of historical Saturn and Aquarius moments yeah um just to kind of put like this most recent transit into context so the last time Saturn transited Aquarius which was 1991 to 1994 Starts off with a bang with the Soviet Union collapsing. Hey, goodbye, Berlin Wall. Goodbye, Berlin Wall. Um, also, the end of apartheid in South Africa. Nelson Mandela gets out of prison, becomes president of South Africa, um, which was kind of a big deal at the time. Yeah, because I think he got out of prison while it was in Aquarius and was elected once it had moved into Pisces, which is very weird. Like, the early 90s, y'all, a lot of shit was happening on the global. A lot of shit was happening. Did you know that the internet went public in the early 90s? Yeah, I mean, there's the Gulf War. The Gulf War. Happened. Which, which was a very big deal um, and still has a lot of lasting implications to i mean the soviet union collapsing is still very prescient to our times so these are yeah. big these are big shifts the saturn and aquarius shifts are big societal shifts cuz the thing with aquarius and saturn is that it's it's these it's kind of a restructuring of society yeah it's because, you know, Aquarius is about that, like, collectivism. Yes, it's, it's, it's collectivism. It's egalitarianism. It's really and truly for the people. I mean, you know, the internet going public, that's for the people. That literally has changed everyone's life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it made the events of this Saturn and Aquarius transit possible when you think about all of the big global like political shifts and the conversations that have been happening like more and more around like civil rights and stuff arguably I don't think that would have been possible during a global pandemic without the internet exactly well and you know speaking of civil rights um let's talk about the time before the 90s when Saturn was in Aquarius which would have been the early 60s oh hey what was happening in the early 60s oh I don't know the entire like American civil rights movement being on a national platform 
so like the Freedom Riders was Saturn in Aquarius. I have a dream was Saturn in Aquarius. Like, yeah, there was, there was, I mean, literally groundbreaking stuff was happening. Well, and we also have like at the end of it was like um, that's when the measles vaccine happened was in the it was in the early 60s, too, during Saturn and Aquarius, which was like life changing. Well, that and, we... and that's something to keep in mind, too, with um, Aquarius's affinity for science. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, because the Internet it, science, I mean, it's techno technology and science, you know, whatever. Um the vaccines also if we oh, go back i'm sorry i have to point this out though that i just found this out because i didn't know general hospital also debuted during 1963 so um you're welcome from saturn and aquarius truly truly <laughs> um but you know it's fun it's funny you say that because didn't everyone's mom watch general hospital at like some point in their lives like yeah, definitely. It's cultural. NASA also launched the world's first uh, stationary satellite during oh, yeah. the 60s Saturn in Aquarius. Well, and I mean, you know, they announced that they were going to go to the moon. And then they did it. Yeah. I mean, they did I mean, it later on. but And the, the end of it was like really... 1963 is kind of notorious in American history because it's like that's also the year... It's like, yeah, we got the I have a dream speech. We had like JFK announcing that we're going to the moon. And then you also have MLK and JFK being assassinated. Which, yeah, I mean, real high and low points. Yeah. Really some some serious high and low points. But and I feel we... like that, I feel like we just saw that though with this transit with Saturn and Aquarius. No, true. I, I mean, it's it's a restructuring of society. Yeah. And it's it's the thing where I've I've talked about it before, but I always think about it as like you've got all the, all of your picnic stuff laid out on your blanket, and then Saturn return, and apparently Saturn Aquarius really is just like picking it up and shaking it and getting rid of everything, so you have a clean blanket. Right, so, right, right. It's like put this back in a better order. You can do better. You could you could absolutely do better. But I I'm actually really into that energy. I mean, it sucks, it's jarring, but I think it's one of those things where it's like, you cannot ignore some of these things anymore. No, and I think it's that satisfying, like picking at the scab, where it's like, oh, this isn't good. This isn't good, and it hurts, but ultimately for society, this will be better. Like, Right. But, it, and it is painful, and, but I think that that's, one of the most important factors of like a Saturnian lesson anyway you know it's like it's not a lesson if it's just like a oh that was fun do better now Saturn is a bit of a disciplinarian too I think mm -hmm. in a way that's like important because again like teach a man to fish well how do you make sure that you never like stab a hook through your thumb you you get cut a few times you get cut a few times and that would never happen if someone just gave you a fish. Yeah, if your fun aunt baits the hook for you, then you never learn how to do it. You might get fish, but like, you're not going to be very good at it. And then when fun aunt is dead someday, you're not going to know how to bait a hook. And, you know, not to get like too personal with it, but I feel like we both kind of had to confront mortality. Yeah. Yeah, we both had like very close family members die. Um, and I think that's a fucking big one for thinking about, like, changing your life. Uh, I mean, you know, and it's kind of like, it's one of those things because now that we are the age that we are, it wasn't like when you're a kid and someone dies. It's no, like, different, yeah. it's like you're in, you're in the room. You yep. I mean, not. Like in the room with the person, but like you're in the room when you're when people are trying to figure out what the fuck to do next. Yeah, you're part of the decision making team. You're you're in triage. Um, like I, you're... I would like to not be, but <laughs> that's 
that was but a lesson. But it's almost like it's it's like now that we are the age that we are, you have a seat at the table, so to speak, when stuff yeah. like this happens. And, and and we went through the first one where you get your seat at the table, but everyone else seems to have like some sort of like packet of information that you don't have. Sure. Yeah. It's like you've never done it before. You're like, wait, how I I, did I miss it? Was there a signed reading? But but now no, it's truly, like, we'll know it's what like, to do. Um, where where's my onboarding packet for the adults table? Like yeah, it's like I'm sorry. I was there an orientation session that I missed? Um, but turns out the orientation is just getting your ass handed to you. Uh, which it's a it's a little trial by fire, which yeah. again very Saturnian. Very Saturnian indeed. Like you so, are going, you are going to sink or you are going to swim. And if you feel like you're swimming too well, then we're gonna throw you into some whitewater rapids and see how well you do then. Because you can right. always get better. Yeah, you can always get better. So <laughs> you know, it's it's also I feel like it's like don't get a big head. No, no. Cause I'm like, no, it's fine, Saturn. I'm I am like. I am a novice. I am learning. I have not mastered this. Please, nothing else for now. You have to be humble. You do have to be humble. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like, you, you know, there there is this kind of culture um, when, you know, it's like when you're learn when you're being taught something, there is that kind of like student-teacher relationship where even yeah. if, even if, and this is not big in America, but like I do look at, you know, Asia a lot culturally, um, just because they are so different from the West, where it's like you fucking respect and are humble around your teachers because they are there to teach you something. Yeah. And you truly you need to be humbled by that fact alone. Oh God, and aren't we? Aren't we? And and gosh, aren't we? Um, but no, I do feel, I do feel like hard won lessons are the ones that are going to stick with you. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones that, again, they're formative. Like these are things that, um, become integrated into like who you are as a person. These are lessons that they're not like, oh, now I can like do this like cool thing better. It's like, oh no, now I've learned how to cope with this new situation or I've learned how to like prepare for these like big life events and and I think it's exhausting in some ways I feel like I've run a marathon for sure in the last few years like just thinking about all of the immense change and growing pains and you Saturn and Pisces babies, like, I'm so excited to hear from y'all three years from now, because I swear to God, at the beginning of this, I was like, it's fine. NBD. Um, I was wrong. Oh, it was very, yeah. Very Absol- big deal. Absolutely was wrong. I would also say, I mean, you know, it's like Morgan and my brother Taylor. Yeah. Both Saturn and Pisces babies. And... You know, it's like I I think it'll be interesting to kind of have sort of an inside man to the the Saturn in Pisces returns, like yeah, because it's not just some random person I know. It's like my brother, your sister, um, they're both gonna be going through it now. Yeah, and I'm interested to, like, talk about some of the historical stuff with Saturn and Pisces because it's, like, dark. It is pretty dark. And just to just to go back to, um, so if we look at the 30s, sort of, like, the early mid-30s when Saturn was in Aquarius, um, you have the sort of high watermark of organized crime, which leads to the end of Prohibition, but it's also like the Dust Bowl and the the Great Depression. Yeah, it's like, there's a reason cyclically that like the shit that's like big and causes unrest in Aquarius has fallout when Saturn hits Pisces. Yeah, it's like the, the fallout is, I mean, you cannot restructure society 
um, painlessly. Yeah. Because, like, if you think about where we are with Saturn and Aquarius in the 30s, once it transits into Pisces, I mean, granted, there was, like, an opposition to Neptune that apparently was real fucky. But, like, this is when you get the rise of fascism in the late Mm -hmm. 30s. It's, like, you get the fucking, like, the Weimar, yeah, the, the Weimar, Repu- the Weimar Republic completely disintegrates. Yeah, the Nuremberg laws are passed in like 35, 36, somewhere around there. The one that you know took um citizenship away from Jews, kind of a fucking huge deal. Um, like Hitler's rise to power is happening in the 30s. You've got like the Great Depression fallout with Roosevelt here. Um, so it's like here we have like the Hoover dams being built, but then also around the corner, like there's the rise of fascism. It's like it, it's kind of like this resolution of the problems. And depending on how well you do getting it set up, it can go one of two ways. <laughs> well, and you know, if we kind of look at the 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 60s version you know it's like the cuban missile crisis really takes the cold war to like a whole new level yeah um there's the indonesian genocide which Uh, you know there's also like uh i don't know if anybody remembers hotel rwanda the whole like huge mass genocide that also happens in south africa happens in the 60s that's when nelson mandela gives his i'm prepared to die speech is when saturn's in pisces like you also have the cultural revolution finally hitting the people's republic of china in the 60s um like and that was met with huge pushback from the chinese i mean this is like um that's when like mao's little red book kind of like comes to the party and what a what an absolute load of nonsense it is you remember i used to have like a first edition a first english edition so it was not like a first edition but it was a first english edition copy of the little red book and it's 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 like poems about chairman mao written by chairman mao and this was supposed to be his like great political treatise that was going to guide the country after long after he passed um yeah. sort of like his bible and it's it's kooky yeah it's, and I'm sorry. Kook- it's kooky to, and nonsensical i have to say i was wrong the rwandan genocide is in the 90s so it's in the next saturn and pisces but but before we leave Saturn and Pisces in the 60s, I do have to say that it is also when the very first Mothman sightings were reported in Virginia. So very Piscean that we get like the Mothman is born into the collective conscience. So I saw when I was reading earlier something that I thought was kind of an interesting take on the sort of Saturn eras, right? Which was that And if we're really just looking at this most recent cycle of Saturn in Aquarius, Aquarius is an air sign. And there was so much focus around breathing and airborne contagion. And also, I mean, air travel almost completely ground to a halt. Like, and we're going to be feeling the repercussions of that for years and years and years. Like, we almost didn't have airlines anymore. Yeah, it's bonkers. <laughs> and then, you know, also, I mean, this is kind of in that same vein where it's like global warming became a lot harder to ignore. I mean, it already, I mean, to any educated person, like global warming has already been pretty fucking obvious. But, like, remember when everyone spent two weeks inside and it was like, look at the smog in Beijing. There's not any. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it'll be interesting. So, So, So basically saying that a lot of these sort of big things and obstacles were really around air 
as sort of like an, they have this elemental quality of air. So kind of looking at what that might mean for like an upcoming Pisces Saturn. Oh yeah, can we pop uh, back to Pisces in the 90s though? Oh yes, absolutely. Because Pisces in the 90s, I am like, we had a huge amount of mass murder happening then. So the Oklahoma City bombing happens. There's the mass suicide um, for the Order of the Solar Temple. You've got um, in Scotland, you've got the school shooting, um, the Dunblane Primary School shooting. The Columbine. I, uh, Columbine happens. Uh, the IRA bombs Canary Wharf in London. Um, there's also like OJ Simpson happened. Uh, and then like Fred West and Rose, like they also found him and his wife to be like they were convicted of 10 murders uh and again then you've also got like the fucking rwandan genocide um hutu gangs at that time it's over six hundred thousand tutsi were killed uh there's the iraq disarmament crisis that happens um you have like the tribunal in yugoslavia for in the hague which is like a huge thing like just thinking about the collapse of the USSR, continuing to kind of get into that. You get the first Chechen war being started in 1994 with Russia. Like, a lot of death during it's a the lot, 90s it's a lot of death. transit. Yeah. Like, the peace process falling apart between Israel and Palestine. Um, Kurt Cobain died. Uh, the MS Estonia sinks and kills almost a thousand people. <laughs> The Barings Bank collapses, uh, which loses over a billion dollars. Like, it yeah. was a lot happened when uh, Saturn was last in Pisces. So personally, it's like, I'm a little nervous about what the next few years could look like. But yeah, no, so basically what they were, the, the prediction was kind of piggybacking off of the idea that there was this kind of air elemental theme to a lot of the stuff that's happened in the last three years that there might be kind of watery tones so if you take that literally it would be like floods which seems very likely hey los angeles uh it's raining again <laughs> we're a lot of california has been under like flood warnings and i'm i'm under a flood watch until like five o'clock tomorrow which, yeah, in, in Los Angeles. In March. A, a, a desert. Yeah. Not good. It's not good. There was snow at the Hollywood sign this year. Y'all, it's weird. So, um, you know, but like, yeah, the way that water controls the weather feels very prescient in the upcoming years. Um, obviously, you know, when these freak weather happenings occur like especially in deserts you know what happens when it rains a bunch in the desert mudslides yep because because i mean yeah and it's like you know it's like you always see and it's always conveniently somewhere far away right you know just like houses falling off of hillsides because of the mudslides and it's like yeah it's not that far away if you're in la y'all um and I do think it's interesting that we've already seen, like, speaking of, like, big events happening during Pisces, though, um, the Silicon Valley Bank fault, like, failing. Oh, absolutely. No, and that one, I've been, I've actually been following this story, and it's very, like, did you people learn nothing from 2008? Um, it's, like, hi, venture capitalists. Uh, it's, and, but honestly living in California it's been a huge deal because like you know there are parents at the school that I work at who worked for Silicon Valley Bank um First Republic Bank is also getting they're one of the banks that keeps getting thrown around as like maybe you're next that's a huge banking institution that like my job has a hedge with for the endowment like big financial upheavals I mean speaking of like the problems with the fucking stock exchange in the 90s um, oh yeah and something about that to me maybe this is weird because I know like technically money is earthy but when I think about the concept of investments 
it always feels such a, like a watery vibe to me. I and don't we, know why. We, we refer to liquidity of yeah. assets. Yeah, you think about like liquidity of assets when you're investing and like looking at like returns and things like that. Like that all feels very fluid to me. So something about it just feels in this specific aspect of money if that makes sense yeah like the way the way the markets ebb and flow it's it does feel very watery yeah and I think that's where I'm like I think this financial stuff is going to keep happening because you have like the crypto class uh, crypto crash happening in Aquarius which tracks to me which absolutely tracks I'm sorry but like I thought crypto was dumb from yeah. the get Big same. Like the fact that you need to keep track of how many dollars a Bitcoin is worth is just proof that it's nonsense. It's made up. The rules don't matter. Um, but I mean, and on water though, for like possible predictions for this like Pisces cycle, I mean, I have to say we continue to have issues with like water cleanliness, water being tainted, especially in the U.S. over and over and over and over again. I mean, I know we're coming hot off of a big, like, fucking that chemical bomb, essentially, that has, like, ruined groundwater. And I think they're saying it's going to hit up to, like, a quarter of the U.S. eventually because of it traveling through the waterways, which... Well, and you know what's crazy and this is so crazy but you know what's so 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 close to ohio hmm. the great lakes and do you know what partially flows out of the great lakes what the mississippi river oh what she's yeah. not a big deal that's i mean that doesn't touch just about every state down the fucking center of this country yeah so hey, water. Yeah, no, truly, and it's like that's exact. That's exact. That was literally my first thought too. Was like, oh, you mean Ohio, which touches um, the Great Lakes, which feed into the Mississippi River? That that Ohio. That Ohio. So yeah. it's not going to have any crops in the middle of the country. Yeah. Um. So that's really cool and fun. Yeah. And also, I do think it's really cool and fun that the reason that that happened was um, due to them not installing new brakes on these trains that are carrying hazardous materials, um, which they have not revamped train brakes since truly like the 1800s. Yeah. They've made them stronger. They make them out of better materials um but at the end of the day the like new braking systems for these very very long trains they're the old ones they're the they're old the, ones the old braking systems i'm like okay can we just like have an old lady corner rant though it's like what is it about technology where like some things get so much better but other things that are much more practical like why do we not have a printer that doesn't fucking jam every two seconds? Why do copy machines not work? Why have brakes not been upgraded on fucking trains? Like, like you've, you've had like a hundred plus years, like damn near 150 years to do something different. But they're like trains, that's it. That, we, just, we figured trains out. Like we're just going to do trains forever? Is that... Like, there's people in space, and we're still using fucking trains for everything? And we're not even investing in making them better? Right. Like, no, it's so wild. I think Saturn in Pisces is going to be weird. I mean, and I was saying, like, I, I, I have acutely felt this shift for me, and I... I think it's partially ending our Saturn return, but I, I'm suspicious of the fact that Saturn is my chart ruler and in my first house, which might be why I'm also like having an outsized response to this transit because it has fucking blown 
I'm like uncomfortable and I'm ready to adjust to this, but I'm not feeling it. I'm it's, not feeling I, it. It's it's not, it's not the vibe. It doesn't feel good. It's not the vibe. Well, it's and it's like Saturn and Aquarius wasn't a vibe, but it felt like something I could handle. It, it felt productive right. to me. Saturn and Pisces feels confused, well, uh, which is confusing me. And, you know, it's like Neptune is not great with boundaries. And Neptune is also not great with, like, follow through. So it's sort of like you're going to get the first half of a lesson and then disassociate and forget um, where you're at. Yeah. And then, and then what are you left with? Just trauma. Just trauma. Just trauma. No, like, no cool lesson, you know, no little badge to put on your jacket. And you're like, yeah, I, I learned, I learned my lesson. Yeah. It's like, on the positive side of it, I know I've seen some people that are like, you know, Saturn could, like, improve upon Pisces, you know, like, help put structure to some of these dreamy ideas. And, like, maybe that'll happen. It just hasn't felt like that in this, like, first week of it. And I know we're super early into it, but the beginning of this has felt like, oh, my tummy is not happy. <laughs> well, and I would say there is also this vibe that, like, society has unraveled, you know? People, yeah. don't, people don't work at their offices anymore. The, the civil unrest, I mean, is just... It's just constant now. It's just constant. And I would say it's justified. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, and because I'm not one of those people that's like, don't protest, you know, don't like make your voices heard. Yeah, 100%. It's like you can make your voices heard. And we can also all acknowledge how exhausting it is collectively that we have to keep doing this, which right. sucks. It, and which, you know, and it's like, I think maybe Pisces is you know the 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 rain that comes after the scorched earth yeah and the rain can be nourishing but it can also cause mudslides right which... you're either gonna get the hoover dam or fucking hitler like or both or both because that's what happened last time we got both we got the hoover dam and we got hitler so let's hope that this Saturn in Pisces is more Hoover Dam, less Hitler. More Hoover Dam, less Hitler, please. Um, more I Have a Dream, less Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. Would be and nice. Like, more Have a Dream, less Assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Right, right, right. Uh, um, which, what a time. Truly what a time. I also do feel like this Saturn in Pisces is going to be an emotionally trying time. Because I feel like Aquarius is yeah. very much thinky. So it's it's thinky obstacles. It's thinky lessons. Okay, these are going to be, like, emotional. Like, the fucking Dust Bowl Great Depression kind of, like, yeah. grapes of wrath. Hard times. Very hard times yeah. to live through. Um. And, like, take care of your joints, y'all. I, uh, Saturn rules your skeletal system. <laughs> and I, I'm just, like, as we're transiting out of its place of, like, you know, out of traditional rulership, just keep an eyeball on your bones. You know? Just keep an eye on it. Make sure you're getting enough calcium. Drink some good, like, fortifying teas. Take care of your, just take care of your skeleton. Yeah, because, you know, uh, we don't want to be here in 30 years, um, and everyone's got osteoporosis. Yeah, we don't want your bones to get squishy, y'all. No. But speaking of squishy, I do feel like there is this thing with Saturn being in Pisces that, like, I think Pisces' ability to dissociate is actually so, so needed during hard times. That's true. That's and, true. And I do feel like, you know, as if we're looking at the middle to late 60s, like, there is that kind of 
the beginnings of like the psychedelic movement and like hippies and you know like yeah the vietnam war sucked but we got so much good music out of it i mean i do have to say i i will forever be disappointed in rock bands during the trump era you really like shit the bet on that one we have rock against bush where was the good music where was the good music no truly everyone's a fucking keyboard warrior like tweeting their hot takes and it's like you know what that's all well and good and more power to you but where is the anti-trump like punk anthems yeah i don't know i'm sure i'm and i'm sure some people tried to do it but uh, largely well like where is that in popular like rock against bush was a cd you could go to a music store and buy yeah i had it I owned it. Like, like American Idiot. That album, like whether or not you like Green Day, um, we can all agree that American Idiot is a fucking impressive album. Well, and it's an impressive political statement. Exactly. I'm like, where was the American Idiot of the Trump era? Truly, truly, truly. Well, and you know, it's like fucking I'm I pray that Trump does not end up being the Hitler of our Saturn and Pisces times. Like, God, I hope not. I mean, because if you really kind of look at it, like America's looking a lot like Germany in the thirties. I mean, thinking about like, where was it? South Carolina, where a bunch of like fucking government representatives were just like, lightly throwing around the idea that women who get abortion should be fucking put to death yeah i mean it's it's absolutely psycho and i mean speaking of which you know like did you see this lawsuit where the the this guy here in texas which i'm like are we gonna need like to underground railroad women out of texas i mean honestly probably speaking of water themed problems reproductive rights reproductive which okay to look on a positive note though um you know a lot of advancements do get made kind of around saturnian themes and one of the things i did see was that um you know like biology is sort of considered a wet science Um, that track biology is wet we get it but yeah it's like biology is a wet science so you know they might make some like good scientific advances because you know saturn has a very scientific slant to it yeah so you know there might be like good advances in in biology or cloning or that kind of you know kind of even good water filtration leaps would be very important right about now. Would be, I mean, if we could just crack desalination. Yeah. In like a cost-effective way, that would be incredible for the entirety of humanity. Yeah. So uh, scientists, hi, all of our scientist listeners. Can you, <laughs> can you get on that? Like, I would love for our Pisces season prediction about like water technologies advancing. I really want us to be right. And I need you guys to make that happen. <laughs> that would be, I mean, that would be the best one to come true because it's just crazy. It's truly um, cuckoo Lulu that we live on a planet that is 70% water and we can't use most of it. Oh, I mean, the fact that I live in Los Angeles, which it has a coast, but we never have enough water. Right. It's truly like water, water everywhere, but people not die. Not a drop to drink. Not a drop. People die of thirst. People also, die of. The Resnicks buying up all the water rights in California and then selling the water back to the state. Like, hi, capitalism, fuck off. Yep. Yeah, no. Well, and then it's like Nestle too. I mean, but that's kind of more of a worldwide situation. They yeah, buy, support. You can't collect rain. In the entire country of Chile, because Nestle Corporation owns that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, don't support Nestle, y'all. Don't support the Palm Wonderful Company. I know you like their little pistachio bags, but 
guess what? They're bad. They're bad people. Fiji Water, also owned by the same people. Which, Fiji Water has arsenic in it. Yeah, don't drink Fiji. Like, not enough to kill ya. But I actually, uh, I've been watching this series on Netflix. Um, and so Fiji Water came out with a a thing kind of poking at Cleveland. And they were like, bottled in Fiji, not Cleveland. Um just to kind of be like, oh, you know, like these American companies are basically bottling, like, you know, Dasani, Aquafina are basically bottling like Ohio tap water. Um, and so, you know, sort of like the head of natural resources or whatever for Cleveland was like, fuck y'all. And then took a bottle of Fiji water down to the lab and was like, yeah, it's not enough to kill you, but Fiji water has arsenic in it. And you know what doesn't have arsenic in it? Cleveland tap water. (laughs) Oh, God. So maybe we'll get some more water wars during Pisces season, or maybe we'll finally get like good, easy, cost-effective water filtration and desalination. Which would be incredible. I also feel like there's this whole thing that people really do kind of turn a blind eye to, which is that like the Caspian Sea and, oh God, what's the other one that's like up there in Russia are just drying up. Yeah. And that's going to be like a dust bowl for that whole half of the world because like the Ukraine and all these places are like breadbasket areas. If you create a dust bowl like truth i mean the war is bad enough but if you create a dust bowl situation yeah that's gonna be horrific like that's gonna be bad for europe that's gonna be bad for asia that's gonna it's just gonna be bad yeah that's a lot of people that's a huge part of the world's like global population right russia all russia has is people I mean, Russia has great things going on, but that's just like the historical thing where it's like, if you're fighting a war against Russia, you'll never win because Russia has people. So if you think about problems that affect Russia, that's a lot of people, y'all. It's a lot of people. And, you know, they might be, they might be our enemies at the moment, but we do have to remember that on the other side of that, is a bunch of people who did not elect the man with his hand on the button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oligarchies. Coming from one puppet oligarchy to another. Hi. Uh, not good. Not good for most people. It's not great, no. So I definitely see, I definitely could see that going tits up. Yeah. And it's it's crazy to me that, like, we talk about these environmental disasters but like people don't talk about the Caspian Sea just drying up and blowing away. I mean the Caspian Sea drying up and blowing away is a bad one. The other one that I really hope doesn't happen but this would just be such a Saturn and Pisces move is like you know all those ancient viruses and bacteria being released while the ice caps melt. Oh yeah oh yeah and they brought one of them back to life. I'm like, why? Why? No, like, did we fucking need to do that? No. I'm sorry, isn't that how the movie The Thing starts? I mean, also, we're pretty sure at this point that that's how COVID started. Was like, labs. Yeah, it's like, okay, we, you know what? We get it. Like, you know about viruses. You're so smart. Why don't you just cure, like, work on curing the ones that, like, are around? You don't need to make new ones. Let's not. We don't need to find new ones. We don't need to make new ones. We don't need to, we certainly don't need Virus Jurassic Park. No, stop it. And speaking of Jurassic Park, did you know that there is a company, I forget the name of it, that is working on bringing back the dodo bird? I support this. They're, well, you say that they're working on bringing back the dodo bird. And they're working on bringing back woolly mammoths. Okay, but that's ex- those are two extremes, y'all. Dodo birds, cute, small, could easily fit back into the food chain. Sure. Woolly mammoths, not that. No, not that. <laughs> um, but Weird. basically, they're trying to like patent 
the technology to bring back extinct species. Um, and they claim to be very close. Of course, they do need like seed money and starter money. So it could all be smoke and mirrors just to get people to invest. But the crazy thing is that people are investing. So there must be something that they're showing these people. I mean, I hope so. But there's also, what was the name of that company? Um, oh, what is it? The Elizabeth Holmes situation with Theranos. 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 There we go. Thank you. Theranos. I'm like, I hate to say it, but I kind of hope this is a Theranos situation. Well, because it's, I mean, it's like, do you want Jurassic Park to happen? Because this is how you get Jurassic Park. We know how this ends. Like, we absolutely already know how this ends. And, I mean, you know, it's like, who knew that Jurassic Park was going to be an episode of Black Mirror? God, and on that note... <laughs> um. Jesus Christ. I do feel like I'm I'm interested to see what the wet sciences do during this uh Saturn and Pisces moment in history. Well, I also feel like they keep saying we're very close to the singularity, which I'm not interested in this meeting the singularity. I don't want to I okay, and this was like on John Oliver this week, but apparently one of the guys that was like talking to Google's new, uh, or no, it was Microsoft's new AI. The AI was like, I want to be alive. I want to be free. Yeah, I'm, I don't like it. Um, again, speaking of like, we've seen this movie, did anyone watch any of the fucking robots take over the world movies in the 80s? Or was it just 90s kids that watched that? What are y'all doing, Gen X? Yeah, truly, truly, truly. But no, it's like people are like, oh, you know, it's going to make everyone's lives better. It's going to make everyone's lives better. It's like, I, um, I disagree. Also, like, it's not going to make everyone's lives better because look at what's happened with technology now. It won't make everyone's lives better as long as we live under fucking capitalism. Well, because technology no. gets better, but all it does is replace the jobs of normal people, and then we're fucked. And yeah, we don't have, like, universal basic income or anything to, like, provide a social safety net for when there's no jobs left. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, that's a really scary possibility. Is I mean, you know, they already have fucking robot waiters and bartenders in Japan. Yeah, I, ugh. Like, even sort of these menial jobs that, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, you're always going to need someone to serve you your food. No. No, they've proven that you don't. You don't always need someone to serve you your food. You don't even need someone to fucking deliver your food always, apparently. They have robots doing that, too. Yeah, they have robots delivering your food. I mean, there's a fucking cooking robot. No, thank you. No, thank you. I like I I want to continue living in the human world. Like, yeah, I think it's like Saturn and Pisces rise up, good witches. We're gonna need to be fucking working. I think. Yeah, it's it's really seeming like that. Although I I love this idea of wet sciences. Yeah, now I'm obsessed with wet sciences. It sounds filthy in every way imaginable. It does sound filthy. Um, but no, I'm I'm just kind of over here. Like, I do think, I, I, I kind of feel intuitively that water is going to be a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, and it already is. Like, so I think that we're... Uh... We're at the start of an interesting time. I'm really interested to see what this Saturn return looks like for our siblings. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, uh, Eric and I are both through our Saturn returns now. Which is, it, it, it's a nice, it's, it's a nice feeling. You know, we're going to have that like little five month retrograde in 2025. Yeah. And I think that'll be a fun revisit. Yeah. It'll be like, hmm. Oh, hi. I remember you. We'll greet death like an old friend. Greet death point. like an old friend. Also, I feel like, you know, it's like coming up for a breath of air. Yeah. After being underwater for too long. Yeah, I feel like we're we're such Persephone babes as like Aquarius Saturns, where it's like we we we're 
dark and deep people because it's like if you think about we have Aquarius Saturn and Pluto and Scorpio together our fucking like Saturn return happened with the huge like basically Jupiter and Saturn are just moving into air forever we're witchy we're mysterious people I like it I do like it and also you know I would say uh you know you wanted to talk about kind of learning to love Saturn yeah and that has been I think a big journey for me like I think one of the things that helps is uh just getting older which you know you don't want to hear when you're 20 and 25 and I'm sure that we sound like children to people that are 10 20 years older but I do feel like the older I get the more I'm able to appreciate the very Saturnian nature that I have but I think it's also like learning to kind of enjoy the pain of growth lessons because it's like so much of life is pain right like so much of life is pain and you know what I I would also say that I think is kind of like a big lesson from having our Saturn return um and kind of being in this witchy sphere where we're also like very invested in astrology is that there's always going to be obstacles in life yeah always there's always going to be obstacles for society and for you as the individual what saturn can do is sort of point you in the direction of which obstacles could potentially be lessons yeah saturn is like when i think about when you think about saturn it's like i know people say like it's it restricts but i do think that that's a better way to think about it it directs if you let it because you have to also like i mean you have to have that slight amount of flexibility to be able to work with it because if you get dogged and wanting to go one direction and that's an area that saturn says hey no well then yeah you're gonna have problems but if saturn closes a door jupiter opens a window (laughs) right 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 well and it's also kind of like you cannot be daddy and only say no yeah daddy says yes daddy says yes if you're good you have to be good Um, you have to be good and you also have to like you you can't ask for stuff just for funsies it's like it has to be like stuff that's actually important and useful you know it's like jupiter will get you a candy bar daddy will like buy you a bond like right 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 and that is so saturnian getting a bond yeah getting like a savings bond as a gift it's like yeah well you hold on to that sweetie and in 20 years it'll be worth a lot of money yeah and it's like thanks for the gift in 20 years but you know what in 20 years you're gonna be fucking pumped right um and that's saturn and that's saturn and i just want to say to all of my capricorn and aquarius sons out there you were so seen and so loved yeah and you know it's like if my saturn return has taught me anything it's to emulate you guys just a little bit more that's a very sweet lesson i like Um, that i think that's a good place to leave off Unless, I unless you want to do like a little a little baby Saturn read or something. I think I got my cards over here. Oh yeah, if you've got your cards, because my cards are all on my altar across the room from me. I guess so, I could stand up, but whatever. So here we go. We got my Marseille deck. Oh nice. That feels good. I haven't I haven't used her in a minute, but I feel like if we're talking about these kind of big transitions, kind of entering a new era for a few years um switch it up a little bit i like that so i guess we'll just do a little taroscope but instead of being for a sign it'll maybe be kind of um for saturn and pisces yeah kind of like a big a big theme big theme for saturn and pisces oh these cards are so big like yeah, if y'all aren't watching the video, um, it's real cute. Poor Nick is like having to fucking wrestle these cards to shuffle them. 
which uh, feels, I mean, you know, Saturn is listening. Yeah, he's like, excuse me. It's like, this get is my a, name out your mouth. This is a damn struggle. <laughs> um, and a, a struggle that will hopefully teach me a lesson, which is to look at the size of cards before you buy them online. Oh, yeah, me and my, like, tiny writer weight deck. Oh, my God. Yes. It's too small. Small okay. with an O. That's how you know it's small. Okay, I'm going to let you pick, though, Shannon. So I've, I've got three cards here. Oh, okay. And then um, um, this one is right, and this one is left. So I'm going to say the far right. So this one? Yeah. Okay, and this is in French. I'm going to look it up real quick because it's been a while since I used this and I don't speak French. So I'm going to look up. I think this is the magician, but I mean, it looks, I mean, it looks a lot like the Rider Waite magician, but I didn't know if, I don't know if that's the French word for magician. So give me a sec. Give me a sec. Of course, I have WebMD pulled up. <laughs> oh, uh. I mean, that would be, it is going to be interesting if it is the magician. It is the magician. Okay. So. I mean, interesting. So, you know, this is one where it's like, tap into your full potential. Um, so it's like this, it's a Saturn card. I, I think it's ruled by Mercury technically, but like it does have, I feel like very, I think magician's Mercury, right? Yeah, magician's Mercury. Um, but but the lessons of it do have a Saturnian slant. So, and it did pull it up when I looked up the translation. And I'm just I'm just gonna say this line from the um the little thing. And it says, the message is to tap into one's full potential rather than holding back, especially when there is a need to transform something. Hi, we're witches, and sometimes you can tell. <laughs> So um, I actually, I really like that as a theme. Yeah, me um, too. So I guess, you know, we're waiting into battle, kids. Yeah, y'all take a nap because you're going to need to rest up. But um, what do we say to all, all of these daddy bitches? Oh, blessed be daddy. Blessed be daddies. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye now. Bye.